0: You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. You know what, I try to be a good neighbor i try to be i try to be a good customer when i go into the store like walmart everybody shops at walmart well most people do and uh i don't know if you notice but it can get stressful in there and people can come in and be stressed out the workers can seem stressed out and and i get it especially this time of year christmas time the holidays right because uh, you know a, a long time ago another lifetime i worked at a store called kmart and you may or may not know what kmart is basically think of walmart but discount um in the 80s and 90s that's that's when it was and uh, <laughs> and as i and i worked there and i remember as an employee um at christmas time we would do a thing called secret santa and it was where anybody who wanted to would sign up you'd put your names in to be a part of the secret santa with the idea being that all those who are participating you would get someone's name and anonymously give them a small gift each week of December leading up to Christmas, and then you know you would you would have a, a, a like a Christmas revealing time where everybody who was a Secret Santa came together, and you did a revealing time where you revealed who you were and you gave the final gift. And this was not to be extravagant, and not nobody got like you know overboard with the expensive gifts. It was just an opportunity to have some fun. And what I and what I realized was for those who had little or no no close family. This was more than just a, a, a time to share with coworkers and playing Secret Santa. This was a gift of grace. How do, you, how do you feel when you receive an unexpected gift? That's what grace reminds me of it's an unexpected gift. And as we think of this weekend being the, the third weekend of Advent, the, the, the weekend of the peace, the, the, we light the candle of peace in the Advent wreath. And what an unexpected gift! Peace was and is on this third Sunday of Advent. We think of that as as we await the arrival of Jesus with great anticipation. We're reminded that the love of God expressed through Jesus is a gift of grace. The peace which he brings to us is a gift of grace, and we can rejoice in this grace. And rejoice is our theme for this Advent. It's, it's the most wonderful time of year, so of course we want to say and sing rejoice, rejoice. It's even magical when we experience like, this 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 season afresh through the eyes of a child, and we have young children in our congregation, and it's it's exciting to see like their eyes kind of light up with some of the Christmas. Thing. And like um, our youngest son, Niall, who's 10 now, he is full of Christmas. I mean, there is no other way to. Put it. He is full of Christmas, but for some, for some, this season is filled with loneliness and maybe even sadness. And so, so if that's me, what do I do? What do I do when when everyone is is is, is about this being a time to rejoice, and I just don't feel it? Well, if that is you, I'm glad you're with us today because, uh, connecting with us online or are listening to the podcast, we're we're looking deep into this truth. That in Jesus, we have grace to rejoice, and there is peace that comes with this. So let's, let's dig into this uh, a little bit more. We're in, in Luke chapter 1, and if you have a Bible, I would I'd highly encourage you to go there yourself in Luke chapter 1. I'm going to begin reading in verse 26 uh, in just a moment. As we look at this story, there's a, there's a woman named Elizabeth. And she's going to have a baby. And uh, even though she was, and this is according to her husband, well along in years. In other words, she's too old to have a baby. But she's, she's, she's with child. And her baby, by the way, this is, is going to grow up. His, her baby's going to be known as John the Baptist. And if you've been in Sunday school or if you've been in church a while, you've, you've heard of John the Baptist. Meanwhile, while this is happening, uh, about 100 miles away, Elizabeth's relative cousin niece we don't know but relative mary is her name she's around 13 years old and and she has this strange visit that happens to her and we're going to pick up the story in verse 26 of of luke chapter 1 of what happens here it says in the sixth month of elizabeth's pregnancy god sent the angel gabriel to nazareth a village in galilee to a virgin named mary she was engaged to be married to a man named joseph a descendant of king david And then the story goes on and Mary makes a trip to visit Elizabeth. We'll kind of we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, but what I want to get to is how Mary responds with a song and just the first first verse of that of that song in, in verse 46 says, Mary sang, "Oh how my soul praises the Lord, Oh how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and now, from now on all generations will call me blessed." grace is a gift. Grace is a gift that when shared, it says, I love you. I care about you. I see you. You're loved and you're not alone. So that's our big idea. Grace is a gift that when shared says, I see you. I care about you. You're loved and not alone. See, Jesus is a gift of grace. Jesus is the gift of grace. And in Jesus, we have grace to rejoice. And so let's kind of break this down uh, over the next few minutes and talk about this grace we have to rejoice in Jesus. The first thing I want to kind of camp out on for a few minutes is this idea that grace is a gift given grace is, first of all, it's a gift that is given. Think about like some of the greatest Christmas gifts ever given or some of the worst Christmas gifts ever given. Think about, think about the movie Christmas, uh, story, you know, one what Ralphie, the little boy that wants the BB gun, the red rider be red rider, BB gun. And what's the, what's the, like, the The Christmas gift he gets is from his aunt, and his aunt sends him this bunny suit, the pink bunny suit. You know, you've seen the movie. You know the idea. You know the the scene, of the pink bunny suit. It comes down. It's like the worst gift ever. Unless somebody gave you a Dallas Cowboys jersey, that would probably be worse. But <laughs> did you know there's a difference between a present and a gift? See, a present is something you deserve. It's your birthday. Here's your birthday present. But a gift is something you don't deserve. It's Jesus' birthday. Here's your Christmas gift. See, I don't know, I don't know how it feels to have an angel of the Lord show up at my house, like like in this story here. Like like how how must Mary have felt at first? This angel. This says here the angel the angel Gabriel came to her. How did she feel? Maybe she's a little queasy. Like like you know she's like getting sent to the principal's office or when the when the boss like says, "Hey, we need to, I need to talk to you." You know, are are you are maybe like when you peeked at your p- Christmas presents early, and your parents said, "Who's been messing with these Christmas presents?" And you have this like queasy feeling, like when when the angel just sh- appeared to her, did she kind of have that queasy feeling like that? I mean, she must have been scared, right? When the messenger of God shows up and says, "Greetings, favored woman," I would I would be scared. The Lord is with you. Or did she did she wonder like, well, what does he want? <laughs> the Lord is with you. Well, what does he want? But she is quickly put at ease by these words. Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. This is grace. This is grace. She, has, she was given favor with God that was undeserved. And, and, and she recognized this. Mary knew she was basic, but, but God saw fit to grace her with the greatest gift in human history, being the mommy of Jesus, the Messiah. And, and Mary rejoiced because of God's grace. See, see grace is a beautiful word. It's a beautiful word. In Greek, which is the, the New Testament was written in, we find that this, the word is charis, uh, charis, which means acceptance and joy. It's a grace. It's, grace means acceptance and joy. And it's interesting that the way that the angel greeted Mary, we read greetings here, and Luke records that when he writes down, that there's the Greek word, kairo. It's a form of the word charis, and, and it means to be well and rejoice. Be well and rejoice. He says, kairo, be well and rejoice. It's, a, it's grace. It's interesting because it's not simply hello. Hey, girl, sup, up? But, but you're accepted. There's grace for you. Be well and rejoicing is the greeting that, that, that she receives. And in, and in Greek, the word that, that simply means hello, like greetings, that word is karen. But, but the angel didn't say karen. The, the angel said, kairo. And grace is such a gift that it is partnered with peace in just about every letter that's included in the New Testament. Look it up. In just about every letter uh, uh, that makes up our New Testament, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 1 7, 1 Corinthians 1 3, 2 Corinthians 1 2, Galatians 1 3, Ephesians 1 2, Philippians 1 2, Colossians 1 2, 1 Thessalonians 1 1, 2 Thessalonians 1 2, 1 Timothy 1 2, 2 Timothy 2 2. Titus 1 4 and Philemon 1 3. (laughs) Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. See what it says is like every message God sends begins with grace. Every message God sends begins with grace. What if we did what if we did this? What if everything we did began with grace? What if what if grace were 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 or how we began every conversation, every attitude? Grace is a gift given, and that grace is a gift received you have to it's not just a, a gift that's given it's also received and on like the, the I had a great gift that that I received on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It was a chocolate pie, and I want to thank um it was you know several slices of a chocolate pie that Brie had made. And Bree's, uh Zach's wife, our our worship team leader, and um, she had sent me, she had brought me this chocolate pie because she t- she knew I liked chocolate pie. I, and, and I, ex- she expressed she was going to make a chocolate pie for Thanksgiving. And I said, how come you don't ever make a chocolate pie for your pastor? And she said, well, I will. And she did. She sent this chocolate pie or gave me this chocolate pie, and and I was like several s- slices of chocolate pie, and I took it home, and and it was good. It was like a great. It was like one of the best gifts I've received. Not just because it, it was chocolate pie, but because it was from the this person who, who who I love and who loves me and who absolutely heard me and saw me and, 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 and gave me this gift, and it's not something I deserved at all. What's the best gift you've ever received? There's there's no there's no greater gift than grace. Mary understood what it is to suffer. She knew what it is to suffer in a way I don't understand. She certainly has experienced, I would say, skepticism and doubt and gossip. Um, here she is, a 13-year-old unmarried girl, pregnant. Not to mention nine months of the discomfort of that pregnancy. But in exchange for her suffering, she would receive the glory of the Lord. Romans 5, one says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith in his grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but also rejoice in our sufferings. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. There's perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Wow. In another letter in the New Testament, James 1 Verse two says, "Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith des- develops perseverance." And this is great news because as we journey through this season of Advent, many of us are overwhelmed with reasons to rejoice. We are we are mindful that for some, this is a reason of suffering. This is a season of suffering. It's there's there's some kind of trial and some kind of trouble. It's just depressing. See, here's the thing with grace. God doesn't play favorites with grace. Whether you feel like rejoicing or not, God's grace is a gift for you, and and, and He wants you to receive it. We want you to receive it because God doesn't play favorites with grace. Your health may be an issue. It may be your financial ends just aren't meeting. No matter where you are in, in, in your most difficult times, the toughest challenges, through God's love and mercy, you can experience grace to rejoice. God is offering you the gift of grace. Why not receive it? Why not receive it? And once you receive this gift of this this gift of grace, you open the gift and you realize it isn't just for you, but for you to share with others. Because give, grace is a gift shared. It's a gift given. It's a gift received, and it's a gift shared. And at this point, I, I need to make a confession. I do. I do. I have to confess to you guys. I didn't do a very good job of sharing Bree's gift to that chocolate pie. <laughs> Now I did ask Shelley, do you want a slice? I said, yeah, here's how I did it. You don't want a slice of this, do you, while I'm like licking it like you do. <laughs> I'm licking the whole pie. You don't want a piece of this. <laughs> if it's truly greater to give than to receive, shouldn't extending grace to others be what we're about? If it's if if it is if it's more blessed to give than to receive, why aren't we giving more grace? We want to receive it. We know that from the story that that Mary, she shared her news, her gift of grace with her, her, her relative Elizabeth. And she also shares it with us. She sang this song. She says, Oh, my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on generations will call me blessed. All generations calling Mary blessed is not about putting Mary on a pedestal, or saying, or, or her saying, "I'm God's favorite," and everybody for generations is going to know that I'm God's favorite. It's not her saying, "Oh, how you like me now." It's all generations calling Mary blessed is about her sharing the gift of God's grace with every generation who would tell and retell and retell and tell again her story, and there and there is. Uh, uh, an essence to her story. It's the essence of my story and your story. And it's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. For the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you through Christ Jesus from the power of sin that leads to death. When we share grace with each other, we remind ourselves of this. What if when we hear someone saying discouraging or painful things about others or or about themselves. We interrupt them. There is no condemnation, none. Grace and peace to you. I'm not condemning. I'm not condemning. God certainly isn't condemning, so stop condemning others. Stop condemning yourself. Grace and peace to you. When we bring up the past, no condemnation. Grace and peace to you. It's okay to interrupt others with grace. It's okay to interrupt each other with grace because such an interruption is a gift. We speak grace because grace has been spoken to us. We extend grace because grace has been extended to us. And if, and if they think, yeah, but now I, you know, that, they just don't deserve grace. That person doesn't deserve grace. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> we share grace because some things, some attitudes, some words just aren't of the Spirit of God. But words of grace, attitudes of grace are of the spirit of god there was a ceremony that took place in the early days of the church it's you can even find it referred to in the in the, the letter of acts or the book of acts in the new testament the first christians called this ceremony uh, a commissioning that was what it's called commissioning ceremony in which they they laid hands on someone who was being sent with a specific mission and the prayer was we turn you over to god's grace And the ceremony was a way of saying, you will literally be grace to those you are sent to. Guys, we're the sent ones. Followers of Jesus. Christians, listen to me. We are the sent ones. This is our commissioning. We are being sent. And as we become more like Jesus, we put flesh and blood on grace. I need people around me who share grace with me. I want to be interrupted with grace. Our community, our world needs to share the gift of grace. This is our commissioning. We encourage one another. I turn you over to God's grace. This grace that is a gift. This gift that that when shared says, I see you. I care about you. You're loved and you're not alone. This week, try this. Here's here's the next step for you to try out. Be a secret Santa. Be a secret Santa. You may or may not sign up for a secret Santa uh, among your friends, family, or co-workers. But be a secret Santa. Anonymous, anonymously do a random act of kindness for someone as a secret Santa. Or maybe even a bunch of them. I don't know. Well, you know, let, let God lead you in that. Be creative. You know, you're creative enough to figure out what this looks like. But try it out. This week, try it out. Be a secret Santa and anonymously do a random act of kindness. And show... Others, grace and peace. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.